Good morning again, Lindsay Avenue. Morning. So great to see y'all here today. My message is on uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 that you gather. I picked that scripture because of an assignment I had. We had school preaching. We had to write a sermon outline, which I found to be quite annoying. <laughs> but um, so I, I didn't know which scripture to use. There's so many, of course. And so I asked Robbie what her favorite scripture was. She said it was Philippians 4, 6, and 7. So here we are. Uh, I won't read that again, Brother Hal read it, but that last sentence uh, strikes me every time uh, as to how much grace that we, we have from God. It says, And the peace of God will surpass all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, if you looked at the handouts, you probably. I probably gave away my little joke here, but uh, just to say, some would say that worrying works. That worrying is, is actually a good thing. 90% of the things I worry about never happen. <laughs> Joy through faith is the, is the predominant theme of this letter. It's written by a man in prison who for 30 years suffered from being stoned and mobbed and beaten. But rather than be anxious, Paul was joyful and focused on the happiness of anticipating the coming of the Lord and, until then, upon the pleasure of serving the churches, even from prison. But Paul had a dilemma. No doubt there were ever-present pains in Paul's scarred and broken body from repeated stonings and beatings. He longed to go home. He longed to go to heaven. But he knew the churches needed him. In prison or in paradise, Christ was his life and joy. Whether he was to depart or remain was in God's hands. He was torn, but perhaps in a good way, between his mission work and the desire to be with the Lord in heaven. In Philippians 1, 22-25, Paul said, For me, to live is Christ, to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, Will this mean fruit from my labor? Yet what shall I do? I cannot tell. For I am hard pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. So, if we have been troubled, or if you have been troubled by worry or anxiety, to the extent you just say, you know what? And you start thinking about how wonderful the kingdom of God is and think about, man, I'd rather be there than here. In the middle of my uh, heart surgery and suffering from atrial fib, two or three in the morning, the heart was pounding like there was no tomorrow. I just said, Lord, take me. Well, he didn't, obviously. 
So, but that's a point in our life where we have to understand, I think, that God put us here for a purpose. There's no get out of jail free card. There's no leaving early. For us who are here to serve others and spread God's word, that's our duty here on earth. And when our time comes, it's gone. So Paul's thought, thought about this and he said, Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. A few things about the circumstances of Paul's writing. Philippi, Philippi is in the southeast corner of, uh, in, of Europe and Macedonia, the north part of which we know is Greece, a strategic city noted for its gold mines, it became a Roman colony in 42 BC after five uh, fierce battles. What else, you know? Fierce battle in the plains of Philippi. The church of Philippi was Paul's first European church founded in AD 51 during the early part of his second missionary journey. The strongest case for the occasion of the letter, the background of which reflects imprisonment, is Paul's two-year confinement in Rome, probably around 61 AD. Philippi is up toward the top, centered towards the top, Macedonia, uh, right up from Thessalonica. You might notice that down in the bottom uh, right is uh, Jerusalem, uh, Samaria, and uh, Nazareth, just to give you a perspective of where he was. The word worry comes from the Greek word meromeo. I practice that and practice that with one of these little, one of these websites you can go to that they have pronounced up. I was back there saying, Maranao, 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 Maranao. And so I was just waiting on Mary to come back and say, are you all right? You know? <laughs> but it comes from uh, the Greek word Maranao which translates to anxiety. It's a combination of two words, the rezo, which means to divide, and noose, which means the mind. But here's the point. When we worry, we divide our mind, don't we? Can I tell you, it keeps us from being present. It steals our joy, it steals our peace. Let's look at the worries of Naomi and Jonah from the Old Testament and Martha from the New Testament. See if you can identify the true source of their worries. That, it's going to come up later. The source of their worry uh, and how God and family resolve their anxiety. Naomi's story of worry from the book of Ruth. Such a painful life she had. She lost both of her sons. She was left with two daughters in laws no grandchildren. She wanted to change her name to Mara because she felt the worry, pain, sadness, and grief that she was dealt and perhaps even feeling forgotten by the Lord. How did she cope? What got her through the worry? 
her daughter Ruth did. Ruth, with strong worry, spurred her on to a new place to live. She eventually was blessed with a grandson who would become the father of Jesse, the father of David, and in, in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Can't we learn then from the faith of others? Friends, family, church members, our minister. When we struggle with our own faith and our own worry, you see it's like this. If, I, if, if we worry and have anxiety, our faith has a tendency to drop. It's not very important. But if we lean on the face of others, then our faith can be restored. That's the most animated I'm going to be this morning. <laughs> Jonah's story. Jonah's back. Jonah never left, but he's back again. I'm not going to uh, read through his story. Uh, afraid you'd run me out of here after we talked about him at length. But I did want to mention the thought I had about Jonah, uh, and that was that when he was when he jumped, when he was tossed overboard by the pagan sailors, he wound up in the mouth of a whale. Never occurred to me that the whale was actually his saving grace. Otherwise, he would have drowned in the water. So he was saved by the whale, or was it God's mercy? Well, let's talk about uh, worry. Do you think Jonah worried about the consequences of trying to hide from, from God? Wouldn't you think he would? Well, when the pagan sailors went down to get him, the bottom of the boat, he was asleep. Maybe he was just exhausted. But I feel sure he worried while he was in the stomach of that whale, praying every day for three days and three nights. Perhaps Jonah didn't want to live in a world where compassion and God would care as much for him as as much for him as his enemies never fights. The point of the story is whether our worry is recorded in selfishness and pride. God calls us to examine the source of our worries. Do we worry about the next big business deal or do we worry about where our next meal is coming from? Do we worry about a relationship that's failing or do we worry about our relationship with God? Do we worry about the next big real estate deal or do we worry about how we're going to pay our rent? Martha's story. Martha's a tale of anxiety and perhaps some jealousy. Jesus came, as you know, to, to dine with her and her sister. He brought some other folks with him. Martha became frustrated and was with her sister Mary because Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, not helping Martha prepare the place and prepare the meal. Wouldn't you be worried? I would. Or anxious if Jesus came for dinner at your home? Would you be preoccupied with making sure everything is straight and 
the meal was perfect. And wouldn't might even you be upset with your sister because she's not helping you prepare these meals? Because she was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Is Martha's worries displaced? Jesus told Martha in Luke 10 41, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things. He reminded her also that the most important priority in life is a relationship with God. In Luke 10 42, Jesus continued, he said, But, but few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. So what do we learn from these stories of worry from the Bible? Well, we learn that Jesus really cares about us. He's a compassionate, loving Father, and He calls us to cast our cares on the Lord in Psalms 55 22. Why don't we? Why don't I? Because it's really, really hard. It's really, really hard to let go. We can be encouraged by Isaiah 14, though. For the Lord said, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Matthew 6, 26-34 Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow, reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth more than they? And who are you? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour of life to his single hour to his life? More like take a single hour from your life. And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil nor will they spin. In Matthew 6, 25 and 33, the Lord says, For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is, is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothing? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. In Matthew 11, 28 and 30, which is not in the handout, y'all will recognize this, I'm sure. The Lord said, Come to me, all you, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. From Wayne Jackson's book, Note from the Margin of My Bible, he observes three things. First of all, he said, as a rule, worry is wrong. Then he goes on to quote Matthew 6.25, which was from the Sermon on the Mount. Christ condemned anxiety about material things. He said, do not be anxious about such things. Dr. Jackson also said, worrying about the mundane things of this earth is, is both useless 
for it accomplishes nothing, and thankless because it can reflect the lack of confidence in God. So we're back to Philippians 4. I hope that we can all leave here today and during this week with a deeper understanding of God's love and how he preserves us through hardships, how he can help us face anxiety and worry. Our Heavenly Father desires and promises to take care of us. We can always remember from Philippians 4 or 5 that the Lord is near. If you're troubled by anxiety or worry, pray for comfort. Have faith that God will bring you his peace. You're not alone. We all worry at times or stress at times. But the gift we receive is peace. He leaves us all with his Holy Spirit. Philippians 4, 6, I love this verse. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. So, if there are those here today that are burdened with worry and anxiety, your brothers and sisters in Christ are all here to support you, to pray for you, to hug you, or if you're here and you feel the need for baptism, for the, re for the remission of your sins, we're here for you too. And I pray that, that you will come down if you need a prayer, or if you seek baptism, we will be here to support you. Praise be to God.